I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Athlete Podcast for Round 3, 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is bitterly disappointed about the events at the Carlton Giants game. It's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day Michael, g'day Junk Timers. Yes, as we uh, we chat as the Derby slash Derby slash Dorby plays out over in <laughs> Western Australia. Hmm. It's with a great, um, I don't know, great sadness that uh, it has hit kind of both of us. We talked about it earlier before we did the show. Yep. And we just both have, like, you know, we've both had very long and storied careers, obviously. You know, our, our, both our Wikipedia pages have many, many pages in length. And mine needs so much citation. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. And some of the facts are even true. Like, that's some what of them I can believe. <laughs> yeah. But you, but talk, you, talk, you talk about Steve Canigli, aren't you? Like, let's be honest. Well, I didn't like, even want to mention his name, to yeah. be honest. But I guess we do have to. Yeah. What he did yesterday in our great game, and, and you know, St Kilda, I, I think it took the shine off St Kilda's 150th last night yep. at the MCG. You know, sure, there were fireworks happening off the top of the MCG, but did they really carry the weight of a normal firework? Like, yeah. that is... That is like gunpowder exploding, and you can just see the crowd going, it doesn't matter, mate. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Because, yeah, Steve, he, well, he said something to an umpire, and we're, we're always the first, aren't we, mm. to say that you you never, you never, ever direct any form of venom at the umpire. That is, that's not, a, that's not something you do. I mean, you and I, on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. offer to be the umpire's escort at kids' games around... Yep. The great state of Victoria. We're and it's not track. our fault. It's not our fault that the police won't give us a working with children check. <laughs> We've applied for it. They said they're still doing background checks. And we say, all right, but well, the offer is there. The offer yeah. is there. They're doing now, background. Thomas, they do grab background by going through our Wikipedia. Going, what the <laughs> yeah, hell? that's right. Oh, geez, I don't like this citation. <laughs> now, junk timers, if you're, if you're amongst um, children particularly, or if you're, if you're broadcasting this out in public, or yep. if you've got your headphones on, Turn your headphones down a little bit because we're about to tell you what Stephen Coniglio said to an umpire, which clearly deserved more than just the free kick that, Absolutely. Uh, that Motlop got at the top of the goal square, which in turn gave Carlton the lead and they never looked back. Mm-hmm. Somehow, and this you know brings into the question of the sin bin, can you suspend a player for life on the field as it happens? Yep. But anyway... Yep. Here is what Stephen Caniglio said to him. So what happened? Harry Mackay picked up the ball, was tackled as he picked it up, kind of looked like he went to kick it and drop. It sort of looked like he dropped it, but he also went to kick it. It was happening in one motion. Sure. Probably wasn't a free kick. Durden picks up the ball, kicks it behind. So GWS believe they're about to have a kick out from the goal square. Now, Stephen Caniglio, and I don't want to say how far he threw his arms up because it just... 
It's just horrible to think of. It was know? a bad this, look. It was a bad look on the. It field. was a really bad look. So his arms went up to at least. So say shoulder level is ninety degrees. Down mm-hmm. by his side is zero degrees. 36 to 37 degrees oh. at least. And you just go, mate. Uh, anything above 15, I begin to worry about. I, I've always heard you say that. Mm, been strong on you, that for a long I've time. I've heard you yell out during a game, that's 15. And people <laughs> just go, mate, that hasn't changed for that change years ago. And you're like, you don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. So he threw his arms out to a good 36 to 37 degrees. And he said these words. And we apologise, Junk Time. It's yeah. his words. Should, uh, should we beep this out? I'm not sure if we should not beep ours. this out. Not ours. Yeah, maybe. He said... And I quote, it's written here on, we would never put this in writing because it's so disgusting. But it's on the AFL um, website. It's on uh, Super Footy. He said, how was that not a free kick? Uh, That is ugly. That is ugly. Oh, I gotta go have a shower. Yeah, no. After yeah. saying those words, yeah. I'm sorry I said that. I hope I don't get cancelled because I've repeated Stephen Caniglio's words. No, That's you, how bad it is. You've gone white as a ghost. Like you, yeah. you, you, the blood has drained from your face. Like I can tell how much this is hurting you. I and just and to, I feel disgusting. And to direct it at an umpire too, like just oh, no. an umpire, just trying to do their job. And and we've been strong, I think, ever since day one of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. The umpires have nothing but uh, love and support, and uh, and we want to, you know, we we often encourage them. We encourage them, and some Mate. people. Might mishear us every now and then and say we're yeah. abusing them, no, but no, that's no, not no. true. That's you not and true. I, you and I have often talked about trying to get Razor Ray onto one of our live podcasts, yep. and we agree that like having a low dog cunt on stage with us <laughs> would be a lot of fun, and I reckon the audience would love it. But we would never, in our fucking wildest dreams, ever say to Razor Ray if he was in our vicinity, yeah. if he was a guest of our show, say to him to his face, "How was that not a free kick?" Now, do you reckon the um, descent was more for the arms, or do you think it more for the... Because I feel like he didn't say it particularly aggressively, right? Yeah, but it was the intent was in, it, in his head. You could see... I don't know if you've ever looked Coniglio in the eyes, mate, but when he oh, puts his arms God. out to 30... My heart's are fluttering right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he looks you down and says, how is that not a free kick? Mm-hmm. You... Like, I, I felt for Craig Fleer's life, to be honest. Like, okay. I think... For him calling that out like he did, he is like Craig Fleer is like Rosa Parks. Yeah, okay. like he should have a for standing up to what Stephen Coniglio did. Yep, there should be a statue of umpire Craig Fleer, which all umpires around the country, like Mecca, would go to uh-huh. and be like, "That's the man who stood up." Yep. to Stephen Coniglio. I like the idea of people traveling, umpires traveling to that statue. Yeah, uh, but the rule is that you have to jog backwards. That's yes. the rule. How else are they going to get there? And they all <laughs> need to be in high vis when they arrive. Now, I'm uh, pretty angry about that decision by the fact that I um, it helped Carlton win the game because um, I'm sure the Giants were going to going to win that game uh, without the umpires' uh, help. Like how that. dare mate? We we kicked nine goals twenty, mate. We should have had the game in the bag. Um, so now you're two and a half games, and you're third on the ladder, if I remember correctly. You do remember correctly, yes. How good are the Saints, though? They've been going nuts. 3 and Let's go mate. back to the free kick, though. As a Carlton supporter, I think it was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen on a football field. Yeah, sure. And you are like a it, Carlton it supporter. Was, yeah, I, yes, I am an embarrassment, and I'm embarrassed for the AFL. Like, to mm-hmm. say that that is dissent yeah. is just... You just go, I mean, fucking surely he just goes, hey, mate, just you rein it in a little bit. Like, yeah, to call yeah. it out where it was or... Just the, the, the power of the penalty. Like, yeah, yeah. could you not just go, hey, let's have a ball up, you owe Carlton 100 bucks, like something else. 
rather than the goal. I feel like there should be some kind of aggression into it, not the fact that you can't just like just because there's a few words like the. He didn't I mean, swear. Yeah, swearing should be dissent. But I feel like asking a question like that, kind of mild mannered, you know, not too aggressive. Then I think that's fine. Now, one other thing I did want to bring up: uh, watching the Carlton Giants game yesterday, which was at Giants Stadium, the Beanstalk, up at um, uh, out, out home bush, yeah, out out west in uh, Sydney. Now they didn't have; it, it wasn't a bad crowd because obviously Carlton are um, pretty well represented around the country, so the Carlton supporters do get out there. But you could see the top deck on the other side of the ground on the non-broadcast sound was, yep. uh, side was shut. But here's a little thing that I thought could be a really good uh, draw card because they don't get a lot of crowds out there. Now, it's called Giants Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. What if they made it a giant stadium? So it's like, uh, so instead of a 50-meter line, you've got a 500-meter line. Like the the ground is fucking enormous. Oh, okay. <laughs> so to like get it, to, to go coast to coast, is like, you know, 70, 80 kicks. Yep, sure. Okay. So like almost... when you run a lap, when your coach tells you to run a lap, he can go inside, have dinner, come back out, and you're still going around the other side, and he's going, you're fucking cheating, boys. Well, that'd be a bit different, I think. It'd kind of get yeah. people's attention. It's a bit like back in the day when they had the Little League, but they'd play the full ground. So you'd have yes. like a bunch of little kids playing on ground the size of Waverley, and yep. the score would be like zero, zero, zero. Zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like the idea. Okay, they move. They need to kind of maybe move a few of the venues around at Homebush, like maybe knock down ANZ Stadium so it can accommodate for this giant stadium. Oh, yeah. Look, it's a huge move. Like, I think they're actually thinking of putting the second airport out that way. So I would, I would scrap the second airport okay. and probably make that at least a forward pocket the size of that uh, airport. So, because what are the people of Sydney going to appreciate more? A second airport to, you know, make it uh, easy for the people in the western suburbs to get around. Nah, to, they don't want to, that. To get to Bali. Or yeah, do they want... Yeah. Do they want a, no- a novelty football ground. <laughs> a novelty football ground for a team they don't support. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, I think so. And you need, you'd need, what, like at least uh, 500 light towers ringing the ground. Like yep. it would just be great for the environment. It would be great for people to go to. Imagine you'd been to the ground that can hold uh, two and a half million people. And it would be great for jobs, yeah. I mean, think of yeah. all the, you know, you're going to need 7,000 um, people to sell pies. You're yep. going to need probably 10,000 security. Uh, you're going to need you know, all the people at the gates, the merch shops. You're going to have to Mate. have like 75 vans of them around the ground, like getting Mate. selling the merch. You'll be turning the amp. You'd be like one footy, like the footy record for one weekend would just clear out half the Amazon. Have we just changed the face of the game and also solved the economy at the same time? Well, yes, a tick to both, really. I mean, you try and flood when your team has to go from Mm -hmm. uh, forward 50 to D50 and they've got to run like four kilometres. And then we've already talked about how much we do support umpires. This will create jobs for umpires because you're probably going to need about 30, 40 umpires on the field at any one time. I love it. I think I think it's just something the AFL should look at if they wanted to get a bigger crowd out there because it deserved a little bit more yesterday, I thought. Mm-hmm. And so that, I thought, was a really good opportunity. Let's have a giant fucking stadium. Hey, so it was the Saints' 150th yesterday, so they it played was. Essendon. I was surprised, actually. Like I thought they'd maybe try and do that against Collingwood or something like that. Uh, or maybe they don't have a home game against Collingwood this year, so maybe that's why they picked Essendon. Um so but the Essendon players said that they believe that St Kilda requested Essendon because they thought they would get a win. 
Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't hear that. Interesting. Yeah. And so there are a few Essendon players going, well, fucking how dare they? And then they, they lost them right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended Let's by that. Let's show them. I'm offended. Going five goals down early. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but I'm offended. <laughs> yeah. But it was a, a who's who, Adam, Wasn't at the it? game. It was a who's who. So Eric Banner was there. Yeah. They had Jane Bunn was there. The, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's national, but she's Channel 7 in Melbourne at least. Weather. Yes, the news weather. Uh, I think Molly Meldrum pissed on someone <laughs> at the start of the game. <laughs> so there's a whole heap of no- lovely little uh, sentiments there. Poor Molly. I don't want his legacy to be that he drop his pants and he'd urinate on people. I don't want that to be the, the Molly that we remember. I want to be. I want. I don't want it to be like you know this person who kind of can't put two words together and kind of yes. looks like you know they've had an accident. I want it to yeah. be the... Other Molly Merchant from the Countdown era who yep. couldn't put two words together. <laughs> <laughs> ah, poor Molly. Sending out love to Molly. Was Grant Thomas there? I mean, was Scott Waters there? I mean, there were some greats of St Kilda that weren't there, and that's disappointing. That's actually very interesting, actually, who you do who you do uh, invite back by the fact that um, yep. there was actually an article in The Age about um, the money problems they had back in the day. And so... They, this was kind of almost like a point of contention for the celebrations as well by the fact that um, Alan Jeans was one of them actually and a bunch of um, other players. who Saints didn't have the money, so they said, uh, can you take 30 cents of the dollar uh, oh, and right. we'll pay you that way. So I think Alan Jeans actually missed out on a whole bunch of money. And so there was a bit of a contention like, you know, in theory, theoretically maybe, you know, you have the money now. Like, do you pay the players yeah, the extra yeah. money they missed out on? Do you make it? you know, give inflation or whatever. And I think there was a conjecture from them as well, like, does that mean we um, have to go through the companies that we owed as well? So, like, the article was mainly kind of <laughs> saying, is there going to be tension at the event? Like, you know, I'm owed money. Like, you know, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this steak dinner isn't going to make up for the <laughs> 75000 bucks I'm owed, mate, from 1982. Bullshit. Yeah. And also, you owed me money and then you hired a cokehead for a president. <laughs> I can see... Where your money went. Also, so why why isn't Rod Butters there? Why wasn't uh, where's Ricky Nixon? I mean, you want a St Kilda? You want someone Legends who knows St Kilda through and through? Yeah. Why isn't he there? Was it a book launch? Was the was the bakery open late? What was going on? I wonder if Mick, um, uh, sorry, Malcolm Blight gets an invite to something like that. I wonder if he's ever been invited back to the club for anything. Like if there's like a kind of a dinner of just you know club greats or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you regard him as a club great, but you know he was part of that sixteen week. Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing about Blighty is he barely wanted to coach, so I doubt yeah. he's going to want to come uh, to a lunch. Wasn't he on the golf course and they convinced him? He was on the golf course, a golf course up where he lived in the Gold Coast, I believe. And they went, can you coach? And he's like, no, nah, I don't really want to. And they're like, you can keep living up here and playing golf. And he went, I'm fucking in. Oh, yeah. And the million bucks on top of that as well. Like, yeah. I wonder what that amount would be because what was that nineteen no two thousand and two thousand one I reckon oh I thought it was two thousand yeah I could have been two thousand I wonder what that would yeah. be in twenty twenty three dollars like you know add an extra bump onto that I mean even Clark I've read the thing today I mean, we've talked about it, but there's some Hawthorne article today about Clarko catching a different plane home from Tasmania but yeah. um even looking at his fee and it was like Hawthorne paid him like nine hundred grand so they say for you know the the year off. And he had four premierships under his belt. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. It, was, it was a huge one for the Saints at the time. They went big and then it, uh, as you say, 
didn't quite work out. But it was great that they got the win. And now St Kilda sit at the top of the ladder, which absolutely no one predicted, and they're flying. Yeah, good on them. And also, it's Ross Lyon back there, mate. It's back there. Yeah, it's He's what they needed. Hey, um, I don't want to bring up the Essendon drug saga one more time. We had have talked about it a lot over the journey. But can we just talk about one little article during the week that I, I did find admirable and I enjoyed? And I really think that it, uh, it didn't get enough um, credit or um, it just didn't uh, surface enough. Not, a, not enough people spoke about it. And it's a, it's a bit of a fun story, this one. And I want to meet this guy. So this is a guy called Dr. Uh, Robin Wilcourt. Uh, the article says, Robin Wilcourt says he was conned by Stephen Dank. Oh, that that's no good, mate. When Danky's conning you, that that's just not right. And so what I can gather is like Robin's maybe in a similar field of work and um, kind of, I'm, I'm trying to work it out, but he, at least he, he understands what Danky uh, was trying to do in terms of like, you know, this drug, that drug, like knows what they do, knows the pros and cons of them in terms of elite performance, I suppose. Yeah, and it says here that he he analysed Essendon's blood samples during the drug saga and that he was conned by Stephen Dank into believing the scientific study had the backing of the Bombers and club Dr. Bruce Reed. So uh, I don't quite I don't quite understand that. So if you if you find that they've been taking this stuff, does that make it right that he the Danky goes, Oh no, the club's okay with it and he goes, Oh fine. Like isn't it like it still shouldn't be in their system? But he goes, Oh, the club's all right. Well, well, no. Well, he he says I didn't find anything illegal. I don't think, and he he, he reckons he believes that Danky didn't give them thymos and beta four and whatever else that they might have been suspended for. So he mm. he didn't seem to kind of attract any of that. But I, would that be a privacy thing if someone's rocking up and giving you vials and saying, "Yeah, check out," you know? Yeah, probably sample probably. three eight four, and you go, "Oh yeah, cool," and when they're actually not being ticked off by that person or the authorities, I suppose. But they never got the injections anyway, mate. But we're bearing the lead anyway, mate. Yes, yes. Let's get to what, he act- <laughs> to what they actually got. And I do love this turn of phrase. So mm. uh, he did say players, um, uh, they were given a thing that he thinks was melatonin 2, okay? Yep. And mm-hmm. I think I've heard melatonin talk at the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I think James Heard was even um, uh, on the record as saying he did take melatonin to help him sleep because that's what it does. Oh, that's but right. Yeah, of course. It also has some other great side effects. Yeah. So one of the benefits is that you can go, you can get a tan without having yes. to go out into the sun. Okay, that yep. was one of them. And then I love this turn of phrase. Yeah. And he kind of, he kind of, he kind of goes from zero to hundred pretty quickly, <laughs> I reckon. Here. Yep. So he goes, you get a tan if you go without going in the sun. And he goes, and it also gives you rip roaring erections. That is great. Rip roaring. I love that turn of phrase. You've never had a rip roaring erection. <laughs> I was going to say. I was just kind of looking back at my palm. Never thought to myself, "Bloody hell, that is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on my mother's grave." <laughs> rip roaring erection. How was sex last night? Man, uh, I had a rip roarer. You would not believe it. I don't think I really have a category in my time. I kind of go like, "Oh, look, it's it's it was it was roaring." All right, nothing to talk about. No, yeah. no, I'm not putting in a letter, you know. But tell you what, Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a rip roarer. Rip You've never had a, a cracking one? A cracking? <laughs> oh, mate, a, she was a cracker last night, I tell you. <laughs> oh, dude. But just the Russia. idea, too. Like, so if it does give you, and you can't help it because you turn brown and it's not like you go, have to go out in the sun. So could the Essendon players, like, say, okay, you're being 
uh, brought down in a tackle. And you're yeah. like, mate, he's, you're calling out to the ump gun. He's kneeing me in the back. And you're like, oh, he's, <laughs> he's not, mate. He's just, he's got a fucking rip roarer. Fucking hell, we're lucky like people, you know, take speckies and put their knee on the shoulders. Like, lucky no one got knocked out. <laughs> you got to protect the heads. Well, also that kind of thing. If like, you know, you, you get tackled and you kind of do try and protect your head if you're going to hit the ground. But you're like, <laughs> I think you have a protector there. It's like a cushion. Yeah, 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 that's true. It, it actually, it's actually damaged the surface though, wouldn't it? That, that's part of the problem. Well, that's the thing. You t- Say you take a mark and you go mm-hmm. to slide along the ground. You've mm-hmm. got like a pole vault that just fucking, <laughs> like a handbrake just jams you in there. I'm surprised my players weren't out, you know. Um, you know, so-and-so, three weeks, penis. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they wanted to take a year out because when you're wearing shorts, there mm-hmm. is nowhere to hide when you've got a rip roarer. Mm-hmm. Sure. The, so sh- if you, the shower if after still- the game was interesting, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys lost, mate. We can't help it. Uh, they shake hands after the game. They go, that's not my hand, mate. Um, <laughs> rip-roaring erection. It's, it's, it's very much of an era. And the man is of an era. He's a bit older. But he's a man of era. I like using that term, rip-roaring erection, I think is fucking amazing. But that would be also a selling point. Like if you've... Uh, come in to see him and you've got a little bit of an issue in the downstairs department mm-hmm. and you're a bit like, mate, I need some help. And he goes, well, I've got this stuff. It'll yeah. turn you brown. And you're like, yeah, but that's not what I want. He goes, yeah, but it'll give you erections. And you're like, oh, yeah, but I've got to get injections. I've got to come in everywhere. He goes, oh, sorry, they'll be rip-roaring. <laughs> oh, fuck, sorry. I'm sorry. Where do I sign? Why didn't you mention that first? You should yeah. have said they're rip-roaring. Oh, what are they? What's rip-roaring? Oh, the erections. Oh, you had me at rip-roaring. Yeah, yeah. And how is that not on a billboard? Like if you, you know, used to see those ads, big billboards for, you know, um, Viagra and all that kind of stuff. How Mm. is not Rip Roaring Erection plastered across every billboard in Melbourne? Because people would be going there. You'd see all your brand newly browned up friends just going, mate, what's going on there? And he's like, don't come to, no, don't, (laughs) don't hug me. But they should take advantage of it too and like maybe make the light towers of the MSAG and all the grounds around <laughs> Australia with lights. Just put the ads on there for that for that for melatonin too. And just say, This could be you. <laughs> <laughs> Rip roaring you know what? Rip roaring erection, that sounds to me you know those kind of older guys who kind of um, talk about attractive women, they're like, Oh, she's gorgeous. Like that's Rip Roaring Erection yeah. I think fall, yeah. falls into that um, that um, Age period, I suppose. The category of people who would say mm. that. But also, yeah, just to, like, because that means you would have had to have described an erection to someone. That's you a know? good point, yeah. And so they're just going, how, like, have you ever asked someone else how their erections are? Um, what, what have you heard? <laughs> what, have, what have you heard? Who, like, who? you know, you, if, you, if you had sex, you don't just sort of go, what was it? Where were we? And you go, <laughs> mate, rip roaring. Oh, good, 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 good. That's all I need to know. Have a good one. Oh, in a category of uh, yeah, flaccid yeah. to, <laughs> to rip-roaring. <laughs> rip-roaring. Uh, where is the like, <laughs> erection? Can you point with your penis on the scale of where rip-roaring is? Rip-roaring. Now, if you want that kind of humour from us, we are both doing comedy festival shows. Michael, you kicked off yesterday. How'd it go? It was pretty cool, man. I had a lot of fun. I tell my little stories about Michael Chamberlain's completely incomplete history of Australian rules. Hey, junk timers were there as well. That was nice to see them. A few junk timers out and about. Fantastic. On the t- traditional comedy time at 4pm on a Saturday. So doing four yep. shows all up, one down, three to go. And you head to comedyfestival.com to find tickets. But it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Actually, part of what I enjoyed every now and then, because you can see the audience. And so um, part of what I enjoyed was like kind of seeing people kind of go, oh, 
I kind of mouth agape a bit when you kind of told an interest, interesting fact. Um, you sure they weren't looking at your rip-roaring erection? Well, that's the thing. I'm actually now thinking about uh, an extra chapter I'm now going to have to put <laughs> on right before next Saturday about yep. the history of the game. <laughs> and where can they get tickets? At comedyfestival.com.au. And also, Adam, we'll do your um, plug in a second. But also, if part of you and me for our comedy festival shows, if you go to, well, you can click through to the ticketing at Try Booking. Uh, and you can type in the promotion code LOWDOG, one word, small yep. letters, and you yep. can get a 20% discount. Uh, yes, and my show is called High Functioning Idiot. I start Tuesday week, April the 11th. Uh, and I would love to see you, you know, a bit of a postage to come down. You're worried that Jesus is not going to come back. He comes back and you're like, let's go see Rosie. So I am on 8, 10 p.m. Uh, 8, 10 p.m. April the 11th through to April the 23rd at Cooper's in on Exhibition Street in the city in Melbourne. And, of course, go to Try Booking, as Michael said, low dog, all one word, lowercase, and you can get yourself a cheeky little discount. And we'd love to see you there. We do love the uh, junk timer crowd coming along. Hey, uh, football in real life, Adam? Yeah, hit me. From Mitchell, a casual five premierships of foot on the footbridge in real life for you. I was walking to yesterday's Swans v Hawks game, we don't talk about that game, and a group of three men overtook us on the footbridge that crosses Anzac Parade and takes you to the SCG. It turns out it was four-time Premiership Hawk Chris Langford with son oh. and 14 hero um, Will Langford and a bloke who I think was another Langford Jr., Lachlan, who apparently also spent some time on the Hawks list in the 2010s. It wasn't a good omen given the Hawks ended up getting absolutely donged. Oh, rip-roaring. <laughs> rip-roaring dong, dong though. <laughs> yeah. So what was your take? Um, I've got two two points here. Remember, okay. okay, firstly, what was your take on the whole Clarko playing against... Uh, was it was it good? Was it a good feeling to beat Clarko? No, actually, I must say, I didn't feel any kind of emotion about that kind of stuff because I kind of really? figured... Yeah, no, I definitely didn't think it was like Clarko, you know, us against Clarko. It was like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've, I don't have any animosity for the man. Like, kind of, we, yeah, we, okay. we kind of forced him out in a weird way. Um, Do you not feel like he just maybe, you know, drove the car into the ground a bit before he handed it over to Sam Mitchell, or was it okay to have another crack? Oh, you know, I reckon might as well have a go while you're there. And he kind of, yeah, probably yep. um, probably realised he probably wasn't going to be around for the next premiership, so it was kind of top up a bit like maybe like, um, I mean, he's not the only one to do it, but like kind of sheedy at the end of the um, Essendon rain, you know? Yeah, yeah. You kind of figure like, oh, maybe I'll get lucky and, you know, maybe snag one if I can. Um, but uh, so, you know, I didn't feel any pain about that. But, yes, if I remember correctly, because Will walked away from the game when he got delisted from the Hawks and made yeah. no attempt to play at enough. But Will was also the type of guy where they go, he's a bit different, Will. And they go, oh, he's a bit different. And he goes, oh, you know, like we're like sitting there and he's like over in the corner like reading the paper. Like, <laughs> kind of stuff like that. Like your Bob Murphy kind of weirdo. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. there was another Langford who I'm not sure if he actually got, but I think there was a Langford who might have wanted to be a doctor and therefore kind of wanted to focus on studies. I think that breed them well in the Langford family. Yes, okay. Now, just quickly, if you can remember, Will Langford got in trouble for kissing a player once? That's right. He kissed a player. It was against... You, and you got a photo the next day. With I Will did. I got you. a photo with him. Yeah. So I saw. I bumped into Will Langford at the Rose Hotel in Fitzroy, and um, it was straight after that incident. And I went up and said, "Mate, can I get a photo of you kissing me?" And he was like, "No worries." And so 
That happened. He just gave me a kiss and we took a photo. There we go. It's Jared McVeigh. So it's Jared McVeigh and I reckon... Yeah, I was going to say I thought it was the Swans. Yeah, it's from 2017, I think. So it was a bit later than I thought. Yeah, so Jared McVeigh um, got a little bit of a smooch. I don't know what the lead up to it or after it about uh, was, but um, I think Jared thought... I think from the head on this, here it says... It, uh, McVeigh says it was disrespectful. Right, okay. Buy me dinner. But, Buy me dinner first. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, but Will obviously just uh, up for a bit of a gag, bit of a bit of a kooky guy. He put down the book, gave me a kiss, went down, went back to his book. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he actually speaks French and stuff like that. Like I think he kind of you know, um, is, is a very smart dude. But I do love it. Football is like, oh, he's different. You know, he like reads and shit. You know. But it's so weird. It's like so many of them go to really nice schools and stuff where mm. education is clearly a thing. Why can't you do both? Ah, that's actually a good point. Thank you, my uh, um, our football-related friend from the Bell Taco ad. <laughs> can't we do both? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I just find like, oh, you can't read and play footy. You can yeah, do true. Both, mate. You can do both. Hey, yeah, uh, we're gonna hit the road. Don't forget our comedy festival shows. We are junk time at Potter, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Gorgeous. Blue bags undefeated. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.